Alright, yo hater guys, my name is Nivy, this is Too Much Free Time FM, where this Malaysian lad talks about the things he likes. Today, we have a guest. All the way from America, this is Boner, alright, our very dear friend. He has yo, been on the oh. podcast for three times, I can't believe it. Oh my god. Oh my god, and it's right on time, this month is the first year anniversary of Too Much Free Time. So, we're gonna be having a oh, fun time nice. talking about a specific topic. Uh, I don't know how much you have experience with in terms of this topic. Uh, obviously, in Malaysia, there's tons of this. Street food. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about street food. Or in America's case, as you told me, street food is not as common or similar to the Southeast Asian experience or even the Asian experience as a whole. So, right, in, a, in a sense, right. the, the counterpart to me would be like something like a state fair or something like that. So, we'll be discussing, like, yeah. we'll go through lists yeah. of food that consider as those types of categories and if we have some thoughts or these are like types of foods that we really really want to try someday we're gonna talk about it all right i i propose we we start with american uh like fair foods or or street foods because there's not that much you know let's just get that out of the way it's eh, i want to hear more about the malaysian street food because how we see that shit and i'm like damn that I, I one day would like to just go down one of these like streets and just, you know, I'm, I'm a very food type of person. I love food. I would get like everything. I would just go from one, turn around, go to the one behind, turn around, go diagonally to the next one, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why I had to talk to you with this topic in mind. So as we start, <laughs> as per usual, you already cracked your drink. I, I'm going to crack mine on, on mic oh. right now. I'm no, I'm, I'm cracking it now. Look, I'm cracking it now. <laughs> sure. Cheers, mm. man. Cheers, cheers. So I, I'm gonna put my drink on this banana coaster here. All right, this is a shandy. It, today, as as but my friend Boner here is doesn't drink alcoholic drinks recently, I will drink a very low alcoholic drink all right i do have a normal drink here but i'm like oh this is the first drink this is gonna be a long recording i feel like it'll be a wrong recording all right okay. just saying oh, yeah. this That's is a good. proven pattern good. with boners all right so we're gonna start <laughs> off with state foods first this is where i would be more interested in because i feel like state foods especially american state foods are known to be very very high High, well, highly fried foods, cholesterol high, blah blah blah. Everything is like, holy shit, that feels like heartburn, but I want that. I want to kill myself for it. That type of vibe. So we'll go through this list. This list is the top 30 state foods, uh, state fair foods you need to try. This is on Insanely Good, the website. So we're going to go through a little bit. If you have any thoughts, I will go through. Um, obviously, I well, think. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just say. Before we get into the the state fair foods, uh, there is a little bit of uh, how to say there is street food, so to say. Mm. There isn't a lot, but um, for example, the the first one that comes to mind to me as street food in the states is, you know. I'm not sure how it is in other states across the U.S., but at least uh, where I'm from, in the city, there is usually a like a food truck. So they have like this this big truck, 
and it's got like these panels on the side and they open it up to like display drinks and and foods but the thing is most of the time it's mexican food right so they got like tacos burritos tortas uh enchiladas you know they got a whole bunch of like mexican foods then they also have sometimes like pizza and stuff and honestly the quality of that food depends on when you get it right so when you when you like for example uh when i was working in the city like early in the morning i was at a job and we would see this food truck pull up right like we're talking seven nine in the morning ish that's when you want to get the food because you know they wake up early they prepare all that stuff at like four or five in the morning and then they start driving around trying to sell it so when you get it fresh when you get it early is good right don't get me wrong i'll fuck with those tacos those truck tacos Ooh. <laughs> um but the thing is <laughs> if you get it like later during the day you can absolutely tell that it's not as good because that shit's been sitting in that truck for many hours and not every single one has like a a cooling or heating unit they just kind of make the food and they just put it in the truck and they just drive around so when you get it like later like 5 6 p.m you could definitely tell that it's it's a little bit like like stale i guess you know the the, the meat is is like chewier everything's sometimes cold but um so that's that's like talking about street food i would say that's probably the biggest one from my area um we don't we don't really have kind of vendors with like you know you can kind of see in in the picture of your desktop we don't really have kind of these booths where people are just selling different kinds of foods um mostly it's you know you go to like a restaurant you go to like a hole in the wall kind of cookery kitchen area where they make stuff um like pizzerias whatever but we don't really have those kind of booths which is unfortunate i would like to see that but i mean americans already eat enough anyway so it's not like we need to promote food even more you know what i'm saying (laughs) um but yeah, it, pretty much that's that's the one and only time that I can think about like street food. Um, I do have. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. This is. <laughs> you want you want to hear an interesting story? What? Come throw it at me, bro. I, I, this might not, I don't know. Maybe this won't be weird for you, but as an American, this is kind of weird. So one day I was at a, I was at a job site, you know, we were working and stuff and, uh, you know, we go out for lunch, right? It's 12 o'clock. It's lunchtime. And I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what's nearby. And I'm like, I'm smelling. I'm like, Hmm, something's, something's being roasted somewhere. Some kind of like barbecue or something. And we go outside of the job site. And it's it's me, my boss, and my coworker. We we look across the street, and there was a dude selling 
roasted squirrels on a stick for a dollar a piece. Ah. And I, sh I shit you not, this was like the jankiest little barbecue. Like there was barely any flame going. The squirrels had hair on them still that like the fur. Like it was just like legit. The dude just caught a squirrel or had some kind of squirrel trap fucking skewered it and like just put it on the grill like that and he was selling it on the street i mean technically that's street food but i don't think anybody was buying <laughs> so that was uh that was an interesting experience that would be the same energy as somebody just freaking getting getting food off the tree and be like damn bro this is my lemonade <laughs> same energy bro same energy uh but like eating a, I don't know, man. I so out of curiosity, I looked it up actually when I got home. You apparently can eat a squirrel, uh, if you cook it to the correct temperature. You you know defer it, whatever. Defer. You can eat squirrel meat, and I was like, I mean, I guess it's an animal, right? It's just it's muscle and and stuff. I guess you can eat it, but it just that concept of eating a squirrel is so weird especially to americans because it's not it's not something we really do here <laughs> you just haven't seen enough bro i'm sure i'm sure it, well i understand why in america that concept would be weird to be fair i think in most asian cultures it's more of a anything can be delicious depending on how you pre prepare it but obviously some are more culturally accepted and some are not Obviously, if you go to like a Middle Eastern right. area, you you will never see pork. You go to India, you won't see beef, stuff like that. So it really depends, to be right, honest. Right. I, I think squirrel is still reasonable. Personally, mm. I think it's still reasonable. Okay. But okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like if I caught a squirrel i properly you know took all the fur off and like kind of i don't know what the right term is um like deboned it and like you know skinned it whatever just prepared it right if i did it myself and then i roasted it and i made sure everything was okay i would probably eat it i would probably eat it just to try you know because you can't hate on something unless you try it yes but I'm not eating no dollar fucking barbecued squirrel off the streets from some dude who. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You ain't eating some squirrel <laughs> off some dude off the streets. Like, yeah, <laughs> straight to the hospital afterwards. Immediately on the toilet, man. Goddamn. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So. Street foods, I mean, honestly, that's that's pretty much it. Just like taco trucks. Um, but when it comes to state fair foods, um, there's, there's a few. I haven't been personally to many state fairs. I think I probably maybe went like once or twice when I was a kid, you know. My mom just took me just because there was like small attractions and stuff and bouncy houses. You know, I probably I probably been to probably like one or two in my life when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but 
uh, I actually see on this list the uh, funnel cakes. Funnel cakes are fire. Okay, I didn't have one from a state fair, but I'm sure you're familiar with Six Flags Great America. Mm-hmm. Right, the amusement park, one of the biggest ones in in the states. Um, that was the first place that I encountered funnel cakes. I remember I was with a buddy and we were, you know, going on all the rides and stuff. And I was like, shit, I'm hungry. So we just, we went to the first place that we saw, which was this funnel cake bakery or whatever it was called. Um, and I'm like, shit, what's a funnel cake? Let me try it. And I don't really know how to describe it. I think it's, what is it even? It's, it's just, it's just dough. It's just string, stringy dough. Um, to, I guess, make it more airy. And they put like powdered sugar on it and you could put like strawberries. Um, mm. and I remember I got it and I was like, this is so good. This is literally just carbs and sugar and fuck. Yeah. I love America, <laughs> Yo. but, but it was like, fucking, it was like $20 oh. for like this little ass disc of funnel cake. I mean, obviously it was six flags, but. But yeah, funnel cakes, pretty fire, pretty fire. Um, that should have just cost them like two dollars yeah, to make, bro. They charge twenty. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean that's that's how it works in uh, in America, <laughs> bro. I can get like eight meals, eight full meals with that in Malaysia, bro. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the price of food here is expensive. Seriously, it's gotten even more expensive lately. Everything's way too much money. I remember, I remember, not even street food, but like, I I remember just going to Taco Bell, getting like a regular taco for like a dollar, and now it's like almost three dollars. Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> True. Yeah, stuff stuff has gotten expensive here. Um, the one that caught my okay, let's eye. See the next, I think. I mean, we won't go one by one. It might take too long. But uh, we'll just scroll through and look at stuff that we see interest. I personally really like churros. Um, I don't know, number four, Whoa. churros. I love churros, man. Churros is basically, in Malaysia, there's tons of this type of dough, deep fried sugar, you know, donuts. Here we got something called chakoy, which okay. is uh, the Chinese version, quote-unquote, Chinese version of donuts. We have churros, which is pretty much okay. the Spanish slash Mexican version, in my opinion, of donuts. I just really enjoy the the nice, nice uh, crispiness when it's freshly deep fried. Churros has a nice sweetness, and especially with the dip. Depending on the dip, oh shit, churros can be really fucking good. Not gonna lie. Listen, you ever um, you do you know do you know what horchata is? Mm, no. It's like, um, I think it's H-O-R-C-H-A-T-A. It's basically like a Mexican rice water drink. Rice water. Um, it's like, I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's rice and like creamy flavored water and it's got like cinnamon and stuff. But what I used to do is I would take churros, right? I would bite off each of the ends so you have that you know hole in the middle 
and then you would get a horchata and you would drink the horchata through the churro. And then by the time you're done with the horchata and you start eating the churro, the inside's like nice and soft, right? Because the, the, the drink was going through there. Oh my God, that's, that's a banger combo right there. That's some good stuff. True, I can see why, yeah. What am I trying that? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I don't th I don't think you've ever heard of horchata, right? No, that's horchata mostly, no. Uh, I don't think I've seen horchata yeah. before. If you get a chance, you should try it. Yeah, definitely. Man, ah. Uh, using it like a straw, that's like that's the that's the ingenious thinking right there. What the hell? Yeah, that's Giga Brain right there. For <laughs> 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 well, the the traditional way I'm pretty sure to drink horchata is to have a, a cinnamon stick. Mm. Right? Like a cinnamon stick and it's got like the the curled loops on both sides. Mm. So you basically use use a cinnamon stick to do that. And I was like, "Wait. But what if churro?" <laughs> Damn. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> truly, truly. It's like, oh, this this, and this looks similar. What if? <laughs> <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if we just put them together? Let's go. <laughs> yup, yup. The next one. Is there any other ones that Oreos? Uh, caught your eye? Deep fried Oreos <laughs> in Mars bars. <laughs> what the fried. fuck? No, basically, in my opinion, when Listen. I look at this, what do I think? It's like... Let me just get this super cheap ingredient, comparatively, right? Super cheap ingredient I can get off a supermarket and just deep fry it and charge it more. You know, charge it tons of money. Let's go. I mean, shit, people will eat anything deep fried. True. That's why it's we have heartburn. It's how yeah, heartburn right? Real. No, I mean, I yeah, I see, I see deep fried Mars buyers and deep fried Oreos. Personally, I have never encountered these before. What, would I try one if I did? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, America. Fuck yeah, let's go. See, you ever have a deep fried burger? Let's go. Deep fried burgers are kind of fucking nuts, not gonna lie. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. it's like, I feel like their brains, a lot of them are like, this is really fucking good. What if I just <laughs> deep fried? God damn, bro. God that makes damn. it even better, man. What? Surely, surely. <laughs> there was a there was a picture I saw that was like um it was like uh a a donut that was cut in half, like a glazed donut cut in half. You reverse the the sides and inside of there was uh, like a burger patty and on top of that was pizza toppings and then you put it basically the donut you put the donut you know on the top and bottom so you have a donut burger pizza and then you also deep fry it so it's two I'm actual like, donuts no no it's one donut sliced in half and then so just it's used practically as like a big bun yeah pretty much <laughs> but it's a donut not a bagel because a bagel would be healthier so basically, it's a donut sandwich <laughs> burger thing, you know? Yeah, donut sandwich, pizza, burger, deep fried. Yeah, 
Oh, even <laughs> deep fried. Oh, of course, of course, it's deep yeah, fried. Even deep fried. Yeah, even deep fried. Of course, it's oh deep fried. Oh my god, the donut was deep fried to begin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you gotta deep fry it more. <laughs> Oh my god! I need to get that good old crust, and then that one guy on TikTok would be like scraping the fo- the knife on it and everything. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> of course, goddamn, of course, that guy, that guy. You're all so big brain, man. You're all so big brain. Yeah, what can we say? We love our grease. <laughs> oh man, it's either sugar or grease. You gotta love them. Yep, yep. I see here. Bacon wrapped corn on the cob number twelve. Bacon wrapped. What the fuck? Corn on the cob is already fucking good, bro. And okay. then you put bacon on it. The hell. So, so I haven't had these from like any place, but my mom has actually made them before, and I'm not gonna lie, they're pretty damn good. I mean, like you said, corn itself is good, right? You cook the corn and you, you just eat it normally. You put some butter on it, right? Maybe maybe a little bit of sugar, you know, and you sweeten it up or, mm. or you know, some spice or something. You could top it with anything, right? But corn itself is already good. But, but if you wrap bacon around it and then cook it. Which type of bacon? Man. Though? What? Which type of bacon? My, my, my thought of just, bacon is the savory type, but there are like some like what what maple maple glazed bacon and stuff but i don't know if that works better i mean honestly any type of bacon it's just the fact is like the bacon juices flow into the the corn so when you're biting the corn right you got you got bacon juice in there god damn bro <laughs> yeah bro american food be wilded <laughs> i mean this still goes on the pattern of adding grease to anything you know bacon i i can't understand the the obsession on social media with bacon especially in, like in terms of content made by americans bacon is on every remember back in the day when epic meal time was super big and then bacon was on fucking oh, yeah, yeah. everything I remember that. bacon was on everything god damn bro i'm like what is oh, yeah. the addiction in bacon bro every every episode of that that i watched i was just drooling bro are you kidding me ah, i was like mm, man that that bacon, that bacon, that triple layered bacon meatloaf with more bacon on top, topped by another meatloaf and another five layers of bacon, all wrapped in bacon. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, sh- where do I go? Where do <laughs> I, I get I that? want some. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. Seriously. Next thing I but- see is... um. Fried mac and cheese balls. Of course. Deep fried again. Let's go. Mac and cheese. You know what? I mean, it's gotta be. <laughs> what makes mac and cheese the classic childhood dish? Is it is it a classic childhood dish? Is it considered that? Well, a lot of people really like it. And I'm pretty sure that's because mac and cheese was a very easy and quick thing to cook up you know because it was it's just like takes like 10 minutes to make it right just maybe a little bit of milk is all you need right and that's it and every household had just milk right and a pot and kids would love it because it's you know the cheese that they had 
it's just cheese. Cheese is fucking awesome. It's it's good. It's gooey. It's warm. You know, a lot of people were eating it when they were kids just because it was a very like cheap and available option. So I'm pretty sure because of eating it as kids, a lot of people still do like it as adults. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still I still eat mac and cheese. Um, I've, I've had, I've had, um, flaming hot Cheetos flavored mac and cheese. And I'll tell you, it tasted so good, but my stomach did, was not happy after eating it. It definitely, it definitely was not, but it tasted good for the moment, you know, it's like, you it was eating it, gave you a little hit of dopamine. You're like, oh yeah, mm, this is so good. And then you, and then you just cry later on the toilet. To quote Uncle Roger, why so weak? <laughs> why so weak? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. If you eat something kind of off, it's like, damn, this is good. But fuck, I need to go to the toilet right now. What the hell? Why so weak? <laughs> Goddamn. But the um, what is it? The the fried mac and cheese balls I've actually never had. That's something that I, I probably want to try. Because that looks good. Mm. I mean, she. Mac and cheese is already good. Deep frying it in the balls. Mm. I bet that's just that's just the constant constant formula for good good state fair foods. Yep. Shit you yep. like, deep fry it. It'll probably work out. Yeah. You know? God you know damn. what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if people have just deep fried a stick of butter, you know? I actually seen just, that. I actually just, seen that. I think it was like Texas State Fair or something like that. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. Just a stick of butter and you deep fry it. And boom. Yeah, they were like, fat <laughs> is flavor, you know? So what if the whole thing was I mean, fat? <laughs> I mean, they write though. They know, write that's, though. That's where the most flavor is. <laughs> oh my god, this is scientifically accurate. <laughs> For real, man. What the heck? It's either that or desserts. Like, okay, scrolling down, I see nachos, pretty classic, twenty-two, and I think I would yeah. love to try. I don't find this enough. Was loaded waffle fries. I really, really want to try more loaded waffle fries. Number twenty-three. Ooh. Okay, waffle fries. Waffle fries are pretty good, but I have to say my my favorite waffle fries are from Chick Fil A. Uh, they have pretty good fucking waffle fries, and the sauce that they have, like you can either get the Chick Fil A sauce or the Polynesian sauce. But man, they make some good waffle fries. Um, loaded waffle fries. I mean, that's. That's pretty common in in most American food chains, like you know places that sell pizza, gyros, um, hot dogs, you know Italian beefs and stuff. They usually have an option where it's just like not waffle fries, but like regular fries, and they just throw everything on there: just sour cream, salsa, you know green onions, right? Most places do have like a loaded fries option. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, more food on food, right? It, it's just fries, 
but with a little bit of with a little bit of extra. <laughs> yeah, just extra anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. All the recipes in my head is just addition. What if we add this? <laughs> what if we do this? And it just works, I guess. It works. Ooh, uh, shredded pork slider is number twenty nine, and cheese curds, deep fried cheese curds. Okay, this is probably the last. I don't, unless you scroll through and saw something, but this this is the last two things on this uh, list, and I'm like, ooh, those two. Ooh, I want to try that. Ooh, shredded pork sliders. Okay, so let me let me explain here a little bit. Shredded pork sliders. I mean, pretty much just shredded pork sandwiches are really good, right? Um, sliders, super awesome because they're tiny, they're bite size, right? For some people, right? With big mouths, right? Like me, I can literally eat a slider in one bite. So they're convenient because they're small, right? But just the the concept of a shredded pork sandwich is so good because just that feeling of like when you're pulling away and you just see all these little little pieces of shredded meat and you can taste each like each piece individually oh it's a good feeling and then what some places do is they actually have like shredded barbecue pork and they put coleslaw on it you know what coleslaw is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so that kind of mixture of the like the the creamy milk based coleslaw in combination with like a barbecue meat bro that combination is fire straight up fire it is so good mm. i remember there was this uh there was this one place that that sold like that shredded barbecue pork sandwich and when we were working on a job close to it we would get it literally every single day we were there for lunch like we we worked there for maybe a month and a half Every single day, I shit you not, we went to that place, me and my co-workers, and we all got the fucking same sandwich every single day, and we never got tired of it. It was so good. And then, unfortunately, we come back like three months after we finished the job, and the place closed down, bro. I was devastated. <laughs> I was like, this shit, this, it was just so good. <laughs> Why? What happened? <laughs> It was always so busy too, which surprised me as to like why they closed down. But eh, oh well, shit just happened. I have to find a new spot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like you know this good um, place, and then when you go back, wow, it's just gone. Why? Never explain. Yeah. Um, and then the cheese curds. Well, shit. I mean, that's just cheese that's deep fried. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. That's that's just that's just the macaroni deep fried, but less work. So you just you're like fuck the pasta. Just take the cheese and put it in the deep fryer. Less work, more delicious. <laughs> you you know. 
at this point i'm not even surprised that like well no i'm sorry at this point i am surprised that people aren't just selling just like a cup of grease like <laughs> a cup of grease for a dollar and you can just sip on it like like a beer you know you know you'd be like bacon fat on sale right now one dollar each yeah yeah and they would like they would sprinkle it with some like sh- just sugar they would <laughs> just not even like brown sugar or anything like no no natural just straight up just sugar sprinkled on on bacon grease bro i, I, I no joke that shit would probably sell I, I'm, I'm not even kidding that shit would sell like little cups of it <laughs> actually I, oh one second actually there's one that I see here that we didn't talk about, which I'm a big fan of, and I know a lot of people are a fan of. You probably saw it was the candied apples. Mmm. Have you? Do you know what those are? Yeah, uh, candy. I mean, I haven't eaten a single one. I don't really think of it as much. But candied apples, yeah. Okay. Oh, you you do you, you guys have them, right? Um, not as common, but I do agree. Especially, uh, okay, let's say for example, in in Malaysia, we really really enjoy Japanese culture. Like literally, just um last month, there was this whole Bon Odori, which is literally a Japanese summer festival type of thing where everybody does like traditional dances and stuff. Okay. I'm sure that is probably sold there. I just didn't go, but I'm telling you, that's oh. probably there. Yeah, because I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, not no. I'm not even pretty sure, but I've definitely seen candied apples in like anime before, and I'm not sure where it originated from. I want to say probably the the Americas is where it originated from. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, you you can't go wrong with a candied apple, man. Because first of all. This is legitimately the healthiest type of state fair food that you can get, right? The, the, I don't think there's anything healthier than an apple covered in a fucking huge layer of caramel, okay? Well, in comparison to the yeah. the, the competition, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not deep fried, so that's that's a huge that's a huge health bonus, right? Uh, it is an apple, which apples are generally healthy, but then you do have like two days worth of sugar in the caramel. And even if you have extra toppings, that's just more sugar. So, you know, it's straight, but it is, I would say probably the healthiest snack that you could get at, at a state fair. <laughs> and also Dang. they taste really good. They're just, they're just good in general. Mmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'll try one if I ever see it. You know, gotta get that. Get my own opinion on it. All right. So the second part, Malaysian street food. Now I'm sure Boner has more uh, novelty in this part. So we'll go through this one. I don't know how how if you've seen any of these or you heard of any of these. You just let me know. You know, because Malaysian street food is so fun to watch. Like genuinely, my literally outside of my workplace every friday evening there's just a whole row of street vendors just selling food every single week i have to go there every single week. yeah 
for real, right? Like sometimes, even if like for my previous workplaces where there is no street vendors, I see a street vendor, I see a, a a street market, I will fucking stop there before going home every fucking time, every time. Just default, that's, you know. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. They're they're on the way from home to work or from work to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's just what goes. I think that's just how it is. Definitely in a lot of South Asian, uh, East Asian countries, you can definitely find tons of this stuff. So we'll go down the list. Pineng um, okay. asam laksa. Okay. Laksa, I don't know if you ever tried it. If Apple was here, she would definitely tell no, you. No, this is laksa this is, is amazing. A- Apple will tell you this. Apple's not here, but Apple will definitely tell you laksa is one of her <laughs> favorite stuff. Um, laksa is basically a noodle dish where it's so flavorful. Depending on the place you uh, you eat it, you'll you have different variances of spice levels, right? Because they put mm-hmm. chilies and everything. But the whole thing is like the noodles are thick and chewy. A little similar to udon, if you know udon, but it's not the same exact noodle. Yeah. And, uh, the thing about like Asian noodles, there's just so many types of noodles, right? Like for example, if you count the Western side pasta, there's so many types. But people's brains always think of spaghetti, right? Yeah. So yeah, similar here, rice noodles. Yeah. But rice noodles have many types as well. So if you have to come here, eat a hot bowl of soup noodles, this is one of your best options. There's probably more down there, but I'm telling you, the first thing he, uh, we see here, it's already pretty good. I'm telling you, it's already fucking nuts, bro. Well, hold on. I got a, I got a question for you because I'm looking at the picture of it. It looks super good. Um, but one thing that came up to me was, does it ever feel like any of these like Malaysian street foods have... Um, too many flavors in a dish you know what i mean where it's like i, I, I when have you never eat it, heard yeah it's good that. it's super tasty you know but like the way i see it is you know you don't want to mix too many things into one right because then you're just your taste buds are confused with all the different flavors even though they can be super super good each individually isn't there like a, wouldn't you say that there's probably a point where there's too much in in a single dish when like i guess when it comes to the malaysian foods okay i okay let me give you my thoughts on that one i think that that's a very interesting thought nobody here ever said that before because people here will eat this and still add more like condiments like like chilies and spice like that so i'm saying here i've never heard that thought but i can explain okay one is because i think asian cuisine there's always one main character and everything else is a supporting character instead of two main characters literally being fused together from what i see from the state fair right each thing right. is a main like main uh, food but you slap them together and oh shit that's somehow really good in in let's say like this asam laksa everything comes together to make the main thing which is usually the protein and the carbs in this case, the rice noodles, they just taste really good. And veggies is just the third part. Depending okay. on the laksa, you don't even have to eat the veggies. You know, I, I don't because uh, the veggies here is not the, the one right, I right. usually eat. But the noodles, ooh, I just slurp them out. Shit, I want more, bro. And then if there's, there's meat, <laughs> oh shit, I want more, bro. 
like really depends. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's how I view Asian cuisine comparison as what you just mentioned, which is there's always right a more singular main character. It's just more balance between the protein, the carbs, and the and the the veg vegetables, and then everything else is to enhance that up. That's how I feel about it. You you know what um you know what food comes to mind now that I said that is you you know the Japanese uh I'm gonna probably butcher this okonomiyaki okonomiyaki uh -huh. I think okonomiyaki you know the the like the cabbage pancakes yeah 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 right so that pretty much in, in its bare bones is is just is mostly cabbage right mm. which is good but what like you were saying you you add a whole bunch of different like side characters to that to make that cabbage taste better let's be let's be real cabbage itself isn't really too great of a flavor it's okay yeah but on on okonomiyaki's you fucking you put like 50 different toppings on it you got the um what is it the you have like bonito uh, flakes bonito, maybe some meat like the, bacon and some sauces yeah kupi mayonnaise yeah you got the okonomiyaki sauce you got you got like 50 different toppings that you put on there and then when you bite into it it really it does enhance that cabbage flavor but yeah i guess that's one of the things that's like it does have a lot of different stuff but even then it's still good yeah 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 when I when I see okay, Asian okay. cuisine, it's about one centralizing thing about that thing that makes it very appealing. Right. Like when you mention candied apples, what I'm thinking of, I would just enjoy a regular apple. I really don't need a caramel. Me, I don't really need a caramel with it. But but in your case, well, you don't yeah, really. I really don't. You need, don't really need to deep fry an Oreo either. Yeah, because like know. fuck that. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these state fair foods, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Like I, I, I don't know, mm. right? As born in an Asian culture, I think the foods are I like I prefer simplicity in in the the what I'm actually eating, but the complexity of the flavor. Right? The complexity right. of the flavor. So like every dish we'll we'll mention we'll see here has a sort of charm to its simplicity in terms of what you're actually eating, but the complexity of the flavors can get really complex. And that's what makes it really fun. So like Moving on from the laksa, the second one is even more simpler. It's lok lok, which is basically dip. Uh, you're basically dipping a skewer of whatever, like in this case, like fish balls, meatballs, uh, maybe some uh, fillets of chicken or whatever into boiling hot water or boiling hot broth. And then the, the okay. guy will give you a cup of broth. You can put it in there. Basically like a, like an oden, right? I've, I don't know if you've ever seen oden. Family Mart probably has mm -hmm. those if yeah. you've ever seen them. It's basically Oden, but more street food style. There's literally just a food truck with rolls of different ingredients skewered. And then there's different little uh, holes of broth that's boiling. You just dip it in, let it cook. And you get a cup of broth, which the guy gives you, and you put it in and just eat it on the street. It's so simple. Oh. And there are tons yeah, of different seems... dips, right? Like, let's say there are, there are uh, like... Uh, the Asian style barbecue sauce is totally different tasting barbecue sauce and uh, there's maybe you can get ketchup you can maybe get chili sauce and stuff like that like lo lo basically means dip dip which is what this description says it's called dip dip <laughs> right? it's very funny dip, dip. <laughs> but yeah it's genuinely very simple you know like the, the counterpart to a grill version is satays and satays are also really classic 
very very good you can find them everywhere and lolo is just the the the, the equivalent but this is just dipped in broth so it's very simple dish genuinely but the flavor you can you can make I mean, your own flavors with this yeah i could i could i could fuck with that it looks it looks good it looks fine. I'm, I'm just gonna say just scrolling through all these pictures i don't know if it's specifically these pictures that were taken that makes everything look good but man if if i saw like i said if i saw these right and i was walking down like a street in malaysia and if i saw all these i would probably get each one like legit i'm these telling look you all so good when you mentioned that these pictures whether they're uh like extra pretty or not i personally i think these pictures are pretty standard most places serving this type of dish just look like this i think malaysian just malaysia oh, just okay. has a higher quality of like presentation to how they present the food because we really enjoy making the food like right. let's say like fast food whenever whenever we hear the joke of like damn fast food always looks like shit i'm like what are you talking about i never seen fast food here actually look like shit quote unquote in america it looks pretty often like shit yeah that's what i'm saying i don't i don't get it personally <laughs> locally every like let's just say i go to freaking mcdonald's get a mcchicken and it, it looks pretty good to be honest there i feel like right. it's properly put together and it looks fine I, i've never seen like somebody like damn this looks like squished and shit i'm like i've never seen that in my life i don't understand <laughs> how the fuck did they fuck that up that bad yeah uh, i've i've seen some i've seen some some messy messy orders in my days where like even a very common one is um like getting just a burger from a fast food place or like a chicken sandwich and you got either like the the fucking ketchup or the mustard or mayo whatever condiments on there it's like smeared on the side of the burger and it's like all over and you're like how did you miss <laughs> how did you miss the burger patty like why how did you get it everywhere except for the burger or like you open it up and there's like there's like a pickle on like on there's one pickle on the on the meat and then there's like three pickles on top of the bun and you're like what <laughs> I've, uh, the quality here for fast food isn't that isn't that great you know the obviously the the pictures they put up on advertisements and through like drive-through places make it look so much better than it actually is yeah but that's the funny thing when i i see those pictures I can genuinely expect something very similar to that every time consistently well come come to america and then try that out <laughs> yeah that's i'm gonna why, tell you right I, now it's gonna be very different <laughs> yeah that's why i'm saying bro that's what i'm saying so uh the next one i would mention i don't know you let me know i think i'll let you take control of this one you scroll through and see what you're asking see what you want to talk about well i would I'm, I'm not going to lie. I want to find out about all of these because I think there's maybe maybe like one or two that I've heard before. But like I said, all these look really good. Um, okay, I'm going to I'm going to butcher this. Is it Rojak? Ro- Royak? Rohak? Okay, here phonetics are very simple. You read what's written. There's no hidden sound. Okay. So it's Rojak, right? So Rojak. Rojak. Roger. Ah, okay. Because what because we are Malay what? first country, most of the namings are based on like simple phonetics, so it's rojak. So rojak in this case okay. is a salad comprising of mixed fruits and vegetables. And the sauces on top, it's either sweet and glazy whoa, or whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Hold up, hold up. 
Did you just say salad and vegetables in one sentence? No, no. As an American, unacceptable. Next item. That's too healthy. That's too healthy. Salad and vegetables? Mm -mm. The hell? Okay. No, no, you're no, missing no. out. Where, I'm where's telling the grease? You. No, you're missing where's out. Where's the grease? In, in Roger, Roger is, because Malaysia has fruits are fucking everywhere, right? It's so bountiful harvest everywhere. Right. It's basically a mix of, let's say, there are cucumbers, there's like uh, slices of onions, there's very nice sauce and peanuts on top. Mangoes are in there. It looks, like, it looks like, yeah, mangoes there too. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different types of food. Guava, mangoes, mm. maybe watermelon, depends on the place. Uh, nothing specific like, let's say, strawberries, not kala, right? those aren't here. But the very tropical types of fruits are usually found in this type of mix. And for those okay. of you who want a very uh i won't say it's light because the glaze is quite quite uh substantial of a flavor the glaze is the everything when it comes to this dish the glaze is everything the fruits is the 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 base but the sauce is the the main thing you're here for because you can just get okay. raw fruits everywhere yeah right i i personally yeah. prefer raw yeah. fruits personally but a rojak Oh yeah, they also mix with some uh, tofu bean curds and some crunchy bits. Like, I don't know what they are, but uh, a lot of different things. It's actually pretty, pretty nice experience to eat this. It's pretty fresh, to be honest. Guaranteed fresh. I mean, that just that just looks like. I mean, that's that's pretty much just a, like a fruit salad with like a really dank glaze on it, right? That's it. That's the simplicity of it. Yeah, I mean that that looks so good. Shit, you know what? I might. I might even try to make this soon. This looks really good. Yeah, yeah, you can try. You can try. I think this this recipe is probably simple enough for anybody to try it. To be honest, right? I mean, how hard can it be to cut up fruits and then put a sauce on it? Mm, it depends on whether you have the ingredients right. to make the sauce. I think. True. Well, I actually do conveniently have a Asian supermarket pretty close to me. Got like a ten minute drive, but. Um, they they sell everything like legit it is it is an actual grocery store from from asia mm -mm. <laughs> it is it is good so i'll probably be able to find stuff there yeah yeah um okay but let's see what's what's this next one sendal what's sendal ah it's called chendal very simple so what the f you told me we don't read the c word you like c me. we read it as chen as if it was ch oh, we yeah, don't read it as k either so simple yeah it's generally <laughs> simple generally simple it i mean ask them ask the guys who freaking write malay in the back in the day okay don't ask me <laughs> i'm chinese i don't have the different sense but the thing is we have all the all the languages are fucking compulsory education so chendol okay right chendol chendol okay. is basically shaved ice with a very very um bountiful mix of different ingredients on top so the common ones are usually like condensed milk there's a caramel okay not the typical caramel right um oh brown sugar uh gula malacca quote unquote gula malacca is malacca produced sugar that's very okay. distinct flavor there's a very distinct flavor compared to typical brown sugar or white sugar and then there's like uh, red beans or kidney beans, depending oh, on the place. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. One, one second. When you say when you say shaved ice, are we talking literally just 
ice blocks that are shaved or are we talking like an actual ice cream kind no, of ice cream? No, it's typical ice blocks that are shaved. They put it in a machine, oh. they screw it on and it spins while the fucking machine cuts the ice. It's very simple. Oh, that's pretty even neat. The, even okay. the site, I think for you guys might be pretty fresh, not gonna lie. Because every time I see, I see it being made, they literally make it in front of your face. If it's a street vendor, right, and that's pretty cool. You know, they pour the condensed milk on top. They put all the all the ingredients like by spoon, one spoon, one spoon of each ingredient. Maybe they have jelly. Maybe they have corn. Depends lah. But chendol is different than that. That one is called ABC. You know, we call that ABC. Where it's what does that stand for? Chendol is a specific flavor. Uh, where okay. it's more the main flavor comes from the gula melaka. The Malacan uh, okay. sugar. Right. The ABC thing to make the sugar. is a mix of like syrups, condensed milk, jelly, a lot more sweeter overall, a lot more sweeter. Wait, is is that the one where they have like a like a a rolling thing and they they have it continually rolling and it's like it's cold and they just start pouring like different syrups and flavors on it? And then once it's done, they put it up and they start shaving it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think you know what I think that might be an Indian food. Yeah, I, think that I might don't be know food. what you're talking about to be honest. Because because no. we we shave the ice first before we put the ingredients here. So chendol right, right. is yeah, a yeah. chendol is my favorite shave ice shave ice uh, dessert here in America. Because uh, in Malaysia, sorry. Obviously, here we have like stuff like uh, the Korean style halo halo. We got Filipino style and also like a lot of Korean type snowflake, uh, snowflake shaved ice, which is very very fine shaved ice. You can find a lot of different okay. countries like desserts here. To be honest, chendol is the classic. Okay. You have to try it. Chendol is so common enough that you just drive past a random hot, uh, hot street. Somebody might be selling chendol on on the side of the street. You can literally just drive through okay. and just get it sometimes. But if it's a street stall, like a street market, guarantee, guarantee Chendol will be at least in multiple stores. Guarantee. Okay. Well, okay. Here, here's one question that I got for you because I just kind of thought about this. I, I wonder if, if the average sweet thing in, a, in Malaysia is more or less sweet than an average sweet thing in America. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, just like a super simple example. You get an ice cream cone, right? You get a vanilla ice cream. You know, if you get it here in the States, it's just loaded with sugar, right? Whereas in Malaysia, they might use less sugar and more, you know, milk and stuff like that. So it's just, it's not as sweet. Do you think that's the case? Do you I, think like on average Malaysian foods are less sweet than American stuff? Because you know, I'm not gonna lie. In in America, they just pump sugar and fat into everything. So I'm assuming so. Okay, I, I I'll use this basis. Recently, me and Apple we tried Five Guys milkshakes. They're fucking really good. Okay, right? They're expensive as oh fuck here, God, but they're, they're really so fucking good. Like, really Wait, good. Did you try the pe- Did you try the peach one? Uh, we tried. Uh, okay, okay. I tried vanilla milkshake while Apple tried peanut okay. butter and chocolate, which 
it tasted like a fucking waffle wow. here. <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> but we didn't go too hard on it because it was the first time. And it is quite pricey here, to be honest. Because um, I can literally buy like at least four fucking packs of chendol for that one milkshake. So I don't know what the right. heck you guys, yeah. what you guys, you guys are doing with your pricing <laughs> over there. But in comparison, let's say using Five Guys milkshakes as a standard, that I would think in terms of sweetness, it's about similar. It's just that there's a different okay. complexity with the sweetness of Malaysian desserts. Okay, but it is true on average. I think American desserts are sweeter. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah, but there's more different. There's a bigger variety of desserts I think here that are cheaper, definitely. Right. Okay. Okay. Because there are many ways people and people put sugar. There's not too many dishes that purely put sugar as the sweetener. We have a lot of cases of condensed milk, maybe red bean paste or uh, similar stuff like that. There's different sources of yeah. sweetness. Isn't isn't condensed sweet milk used in a lot of different recipes in Malaysia? Yes. I feel like that's it's a pretty common ingredient. For desserts, condensed milk is very common. For actually savory dishes, it's usually coconut milk, which isn't sweet. Oh, coconut. Yeah, coconut milk right. is different. Well, coconut milk has a little bit of sweetness to it. Yeah, a, a light hint bit. of sweetness. But the sweetness is really yeah. different compared to like condensed milk, which is very sweet. Okay. All right. Um. Now explain to me what this number six, a fried bihun. Fried bihun is basically stir fried vermicelli noodles. But the big oh, thing about okay. fried bihun is that every single street uh, vendor would put different uh, flavors to it. Depends on what the person okay. uh, does, right? Like, let's say if I was making fried bihun. I'll probably make it more savory because that's my taste. But some people, uh, like you go to a Malay a Malay stall, they will usually put more um, sambal. They put more belacan, which makes it a little spicier. But they could also put like a right. little sweeter spice to it. Really, a lot of places sell fried bihun is a classic because there's so many ways to make it, and it's very simple. Either they will put um, uh, shredded chicken, they'll put some. Some little bits of veg vegetables. To be honest, the simplicity comes with mm -hmm. because we're very cheap, right? The the protein and the veggies very little only. All right, the the, the main thing is the, the right. carbs here. So fried bihun, <laughs> very simple. And how much does it cost? It costs like you can buy fried bihun at a street vendor for like one to four ringgit, which is like what at most a dollar. Damn. Yeah, like you can get that Yo. anywhere. For like depending on the places, but the average price from what I see for fried bihun, you can definitely get it for a dollar. You can't. It's not that hard. Man, if I'm if I'm spending like almost two hundred a week on food, I, I would I would be able to eat so much in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I can if I want to splurge more, I can eat like your you what you said two hundred dollars. And that's a lot of food for me, to be honest. That's a lot of food. We're talking about like a, a week, right? A single week for me, if I was a regular three meal, paid myself type of person, even if I go eat takeout, right. like go out and eat, one meal outside right. is probably like 
I can get a full satisfying meal for about two point five bucks American. Damn. Yeah, like with a, with a drink potentially with a drink even like a Chinese tea, That's a so simple nice. tea. Easy, man. I'm telling you, you want to get a meal here if you just to survive, quote unquote. Simple, easy. Ooh, man, that's that's nice. That's you know what? That's that's one thing that I'm a little bit jealous about in like in sea countries is that they have these street vendors and stuff, and they sell like considerable portion, like great tasting food for a really low price, and. I, like I'm, I'm sure if I lived in Malaysia or something like that, I would get fat within a month, hundred percent. Because I would just, I, I would, ha- I would have like, I'd bring over like a thousand dollars, and that thousand dollars would just be going straight to food. Like fuck rent, fuck you know transportation, whatever. Just straight up food. I would eat nonstop. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the person who'd be waiting for these vendors to set up their stall in the morning just so i could be the first one to get it <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. <laughs> but more common than just street vendors this fried bihun can be found in almost every uh almost every like simple restaurant let's they call them kopi tiam or mama mama is the the indian malay type of a restaurant where everywhere they got it where you can get food like roti, roti chanai, or uh, dal, like curries, or nasi biryani, stuff like that. The Chinese Chinese equivalent okay. would be kopi tiam, where you go there for like a nice uh, a nice cup of coffee, white coffee, uh, specifically Ipoh, Old Town white coffee. That's pretty good. And then they have uh, maybe some eggs with toast, maybe some noodles in the morning. You can definitely get that. It's very common. That's the classic Wait. hometown experience. What what's white coffee? Oh, you never seen white coffee? You have to try white coffee. White coffee is the 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 pride of the the, the type of coffee we take pride in. It's a little sweeter. It's a little more milkier. It's very very frothy, specifically frothier. Okay, it's really good. Not gonna lie. Is it just is it just coffee with a lot of milk and creamer or no? It doesn't. What exactly? I won't. I will not say it tastes like latte. Latte is usually when you think of milk coffee, the main combination, right? It's it's more right. it's more than that. Personally, when I think about it, mm, um, right. also Ipok white coffee is there's the base of condensed milk as well. Condensed milk, so it's sweeter as well than typical coffee. Shit, I I gotta try that. I gotta put some condensed milk in my coffee because I think that would be condensed milk coffee is pretty fucking neat. amazing, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I've never really thought about that, huh? And I don't know if you ever okay. seen videos of okay. how they froth up the the whatever drink like co- coffee or like tea. They do it like this. They pull the tea to aerate it. So like they pour from one mug to one mug. They pour it and pull it like this to aerate the the drink. Oh! So if it's a if it's a Malay style tea, it's called teh tarik because pulling means tarik in Malay. Or if it's white coffee, which they okay. also do this, which makes it why they are very frothy, why it is so creamy, why it's so milky. It's f- you go any fucking oh. place, they probably will serve this. It's fucking amazing. Okay, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like like right just now okay. it's bihun. The next one would be chakwe tiao. Chakwe tiao is the flat rice noodles. 
It's very similar. Dairy, every single stall has different ways of cooking it. Cha Kui Tiao, to me, I love Cha Kui Tiao. It's fucking amazing. I prefer flat rice noodles over like, thin ones. Is that like the Chinese Chao Fun noodle? Is that similar? Um, Chao Fun would, depending on the noodle, I think. Chao Fun just means fried noodle. That's, that's it. Oh, okay. Cha okay, Kui Tiao means the, the, the flat noodles that you see here. Kui Tiao is the flat noodle type. Okay. Yeah, because I've I've definitely I've definitely had something similar to this, um, with like the like those super wide like thick noodles. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Those like those big noodles. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the experience is like when it comes to the American experience for this type of dish. But especially here in Malaysia, I'm telling you, you can find pretty pretty good options because the protein is to me. The protein and the sauce that you, they use to stir fry the thing, especially they stir fry in a wok, right, is the determining factor of what it what it feels like to eat. Um, here they will put like cockles, they put like chicken breast or something like chicken chicken breast usually. Wait, they'll put what? Cockles is like uh, the type of seafood, something similar to clams, something similar to clams. Oh, okay. I, I've never heard that before. Yeah, you can search it up. It's a different type of shellfish as well. Uh, yeah, shellfish. I like it a lot, to be okay. honest. It's fucking amazing. And you can even level it up. Cha Kui Tiao. In the middle of the bowl of a plate of noodles, you put a raw fucking egg in the middle. When you mix it up, Ooh. it's extra creamy. It's extra more flavor oh. comes out. And the fucking noodles start glistening. Okay. Like, fucking amazing. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> that it does. It's so, so fucking good. Cha Kui Tiao is already good. They add one fucking egg and it's fucking amazing. Like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's Asian food is so simple but complex at the same time. You can't go anywhere wrong with this, to be honest. It's fucking nuts. Well, speaking of, of complex dishes, uh, this next one, Nasi Lamak. Uh, I've never had it, but you know, I've I've seen the Uncle Roger video. Where he does yeah. the nasi lemak, and I mean that shit just that shit just looks good, but it's just it's so many things, right? Like, how would you explain hey, it? You you say it's so many things. I think this is little. This is not a lot. This thing I I eat. This I will is little. Eat this, okay. I will eat this and I'm like fuck. I need okay. more. <laughs> it's not a lot. Okay. 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 The main component of this dish is the coconut milk flavored rice. The rice is steam cooked with coconut milk instead of water. So the rice is extra flavorful. Mm, okay. And adding that, the depending on what spice, uh, what sauces they have, here they have sambal and obviously curry chicken. They put it on, the, the rice will soak those juices and it fucking tastes amazing. And depending on the place, you can so even mix that with like uh, Indian curries on top. It's like, ooh, it's fucking amazing, bro. So, so is is nasi lemak pretty much just like the main thing is that that coconut flavor infused rice, and then you can just put kind of whatever else you want around it, right? Well, I want to call it whatever. Or is it like? But yes, this is this is typically the ingredients you'll see. There's always like uh, um, 
there's always peanuts at the side, roasted peanuts. I think those are called like dried sardines. I don't remember if that's exactly what fish they are. There's obviously like some cucumbers mm-hmm. and the egg. Usually it's a half an egg. You can ask for more. And the chicken is obviously need to pay for more for that. Typically, you can get nasi lemak again for a single dollar or less or less for a simple packet with one a half an egg, the rice, the the chili sauce, the sambal, and the the nuts and the sardines. That's it. Okay. For less so those, than a dollar. Those five things are like the main main ingredients that the, you see yeah, in every, every single nasi lemak, nasi lemak, has lemak those, right? Yes. Okay. And then, and then you could add a few. You can add more side that, dishes, like the variation of the of the chicken or the curry, and the, like you can switch it up a little bit. But but mainly, it's that combination of the the coconut rice, the roasted almonds, the sambal, the peanuts, peanuts. The, they're not they're not almonds. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Peanuts, peanuts. My bad. almonds would be so expensive for um, us. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the egg and then the what was it the like that either it's dried anchovies or, or is it dried dried oh dried anchovies right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so but those those five are like in every nasi lemak yeah guaranteed pretty much okay uh okay. nasi lemak pretty much stand for fatty rice so it's pretty much cooked in fat right oh. coconut fat. Okay. That's what it means for. So yeah, yeah. the other the other additions you can add, like here it is curry chicken. You can obviously add fried chicken. Right. You can obviously add tandoori chicken. You can obviously add dried uh, curry mutton, or like curry beef. But so many fucking variations. I'm telling you, this, oh, man. this thing is that's nuts. A... Nasi lemak is the man. I'm starting to get food. hungry. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Okay, what is this number twelve? What's Tetarik? Tetarik. Tetarik. I told you about this one, right? Just tetarik. now, where the the copy time experience is. It's it's uh it's similar to like, um, what was it Thai tea or like you know the Indian tea? You know the joke in like fucking Spider Verse and shit, right? The 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 red red tea or is it like? You know, you know, um, what's it like Egyptian tea? I don't remember what it's called. Chai tea, something similar like that one. Okay. The flavors like that, right? Flavors similar to that. Obviously, I think it's sweeter, but they pull to aerate the tea. This is called tetare. Oh. It's pulled tea. So it's it's pretty much just. It's just it's just frothy tea, right? Yeah, it's sweet. Basically, it's really really comforting to drink, especially if you drink it hot. It's so simple, genuinely. But it's fucking amazing. Every person ha- okay. I have met has never ever said they never like tetare ever. I'm telling you, it's like it's like a milk tea. It's like milk tea, practically speaking. Okay, but the okay. the texture we'll try is that slightly different. Yeah, yeah, you should try this one. Every single okay. this thing is can can be found everywhere. There are even like freeze dried packet versions. You can make them at home as well. Right, you you find that pretty much every place that sells the the fried bihun, right? Fried bihun, roti canai, nasi lama, every type of those places guarantee tetare is an option, guarantee. Okay. Okay. And if you're like, oh, let me get a souvenir, no. you can actually get this off the supermarket for packet versions, you know, like dried coffee and stuff like that. Okay. 
are, are those good though? Like the packet yeah, versions? They're actually pretty, is it, pretty is it similar. Better the only thing that is lesser okay. is the frothiness. But even then, the packet versions are quite frothy actually. I don't know how the fuck they do it. The fucking big brain science well, there. Oh, you know, it's, it's packaged. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah, even uh, the white coffee is available okay. in that form as well. Ah, uh, on, on to this next one. Uh, number number 14. Ah, number 14. Durian. Durian's a... Mm. Durian, Durian, Durian. Durian's correct. So, Durian's correct. Have you seen yeah. this fruit? So, I, I'm, I, I'm aware of what this is. Um, pretty much, this is the fruit that supposedly tastes and smells like ass <laughs> oh no. taste maybe not I, I i think taste is divisive it's a polarizing fruit okay. it's a polarizing fruit okay either you you like me in my case or i don't know if apple agrees uh, apple i think she likes raw durian but doesn't like processed food with durian flavors i just plain don't like durian because i can't handle the smell the smell is pungent yeah isn't but the taste supposedly bad, is right? really good no you you need to experience it to know how bad it is some people actually like it oh right? man but durian has a very well, distinct I, smell i just can't i just can't I just, stomach it I, I don't know if uh i don't know if you caught it but do you remember um pomu actually made a a pizza with durian as a topping on it and i'm pretty sure she she puked a little bit during the stream because she couldn't handle the smell yeah and the worst part was when what was it she like she put it in the oven and cooked the pizza and didn't consider the fact that if you're cooking durian the the smell of it is gonna go everywhere yes so her whole apartment smelled like durian yeah open up the windows and like neighbors called and they're like yo what the fuck it smells so bad yeah um it's very hard to (laughs) explain what durian smells like you have to you have to smell it to know Right. But from people right. who like durian, they generally really enjoy durian. You, I actually think durian uh, raw is better. Don't don't cook the durian. If you want to eat like durian processed foods, go buy it. There's a lot of them. They probably taste pretty fine. There's durian ice cream. There's durian pizza. There's durian ramen. It's fucking nuts. I don't know why the fuck there's a durian ramen. They, they cook the ramen, put it in the durian. The fucking thing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but, well, okay. <laughs> So the sm- the smell is bad, but like, how could you? How you you've had it before, right? You've had it. Yeah, I had it before. How how is it? How would you describe the taste to an American like me? Mm, it's it's very hard for me to tell you properly because obviously I'm on the side of mm-hmm. I don't like it to begin with. But if you ask somebody who likes right. it, they might give a different thought. It's very very creamy in in a, in a very like. It's like an easier to bite mango-ish, right? I, mangoes are chewy, okay. right? This isn't very chewy in that sense. Right. Like it's like eating a pizza cheese, you know, that type of like stringiness to it. There's a sense of that. It mm-hmm. is uh, faintly sweet. It is this very complex of a flavor. I genuinely can't really explain. It's so unique. 
you have to try mm. to have so an it's opinion. Just, to be it's honest. just a un- it's just a unique flavor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The the texture is the distinct thing about it. I think. And obviously, is the, the, smell. Is the texture is the texture hard to to swallow, or is it just? I think it's, it's pretty different. easy to swallow. To be honest. Okay. It's very soft, very very. Um, it's not juicy. It's not juicy in the sense that it has a lot of water. Yeah, that's that's how I would say it. Like it's 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 like eating. I mean, it's too hard to fucking describe for for a guy that doesn't enjoy <laughs> eating this thing. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll probably. I mean, that's something that I want to do in life is at least try a durian. Right, I don't know about trying like a packaged durian that I order or something. It's probably not as good as actual like fresh durian you, fruit. You can definitely um, find fresh durian on a street vendor, a street stall, and just have them right. open it for you right then and there. It's very common. Okay. Very common. Yeah, I'll, I I, I want to try that one day because. I mean, I, I always hear things about it that you know, obviously that it smells like shit. But um, as you said, some people do like the taste of it. Some people don't. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, what natto, right? Yeah, the fermented beans. That one, right? I Not everybody tried. likes it. <laughs> some people like it. Some people don't. But um, yeah, you know, it's it's just something you gotta you gotta try at least. I think the similar to what you said with natto, I think this is a food where if you give a chance to it, you might end up liking it. So, do try it. Right. Oh, number fifteen is my fucking favorite noodle dish here, man. Yeah, what what is what is this? This this is called Hokkien mee. Hokkien mee. Hokkien mee. Hokkien mee is a very very savory type of noodle dish. It's stir fried. It's savory. They use a lot of different sauces for it, but mainly the main flavor you get out of it is a salty, savory, um, but a slight sweetness to it. Very, very fucking good. If you go to a, a region like Penang here in Malaysia, they will distinctify Hokkien Mee as a different thing. But generally, in the entirety of Malaysia, Hokkien Mee looks like this, and it's really fucking good. They are the noodle is very simple. It's just this type of thick cut noodles. Um, right, and they usually would have some. I'm assuming the, some... the flavor of the dish is is the, like the sauce that it comes with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's braised in soy sauce for best flavors. Yes, that's what it does. And it, you can really distinctively Ooh. taste the the wok hay. You know, the the breath of wok, as Uncle yeah, Roger right. would say. It's yeah, fucking amazing. <laughs> I love this dish so much. Okay, and it's it's really not complex. Okay. The the veggies you get is like usually cabbage. And the meat you usually get is either like chicken or pork. It's just that it's very simple. It's fucking amazing. Okay. To be honest. It's I don't know. It's some some places. I mean, some places yeah, even more specially, they cook it with charcoal stoves. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Get a little bit of that smokiness in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. For real, for real. Okay. Okay. What's what is this one? Number 18, Otakotak? Ah, oh, 18 is fucking amazing. It's so simple to eat. What is this? This. All right. Let me just say that this picture that we're looking at, it looks super unappetizing. It just looks like somebody took like a, 
a big ass leaf from a tree, rolled it up, and then just burnt it and said, "Here, there's <laughs> this is food." All right, ota ota is very very. It smells amazing for one when they're roasting and grilling okay. this thing. It's fucking amazing. So what okay. is ota ota? Ota basically means brain, which is funny because I wouldn't say it like that. It's basically a fish cake wrapped in banana leaves. Okay. So like they make the fish ah. cake paste, right? They put it in the banana leaf right. and roll it up. So they stick it with two toothpicks okay. and then they put a whole row of them on the grill, on on the on the satay grill. Okay. And they just roast it. The main thing is that this fish cake paste has a lot of great seasoning, a lot of great herbs, and it's infused with coconut okay. milk. Oh, once again, coconut. Yes, it's the one of the most common like things that make the make flavors even more dense. Ota ota is fucking amazing, right. and you can get like every single like one. Like here, you have like twelve or something. One is like one ringgit usually. So I personally really enjoy this. I will get like okay five ringgit of ota ota. I can have like five pieces of fish cakes to just eat. It's fucking amazing. It's so easy. Well, okay. Let me let me ask. Does does wrapping it and grilling it in the banana leaf actually do anything, or is that just more for like presentation wise? For for what I believe, a lot of Asian foods are not pure presentation because banana leaves are very accessible. Okay. And like, why the heck would you get uh, get go out of your way to use it? Banana leaves do infuse some flavor to the dish, especially when it's cooked. Like let's okay. say let's say right, you go to this place called the Mama, where it's an Indian Malay restaurant, right? They often than not would serve their nasi biryani or nasi kandar or nasi lemak maybe on a banana leaf. They would before they serve it to you, if it's a fucking quality place, right? They would like lightly char it, like lightly heat it up, let the oils of the banana leaf okay. come through, and then they infuse a different scent to the food, different flavor. It's like it's like smoking, you know. It just makes the f- Food oh. have a different like overall scent to it that deepens the flavor. Same thing with banana leaves. So, so the banana leaf is is actually like it does something. Yeah, it does something. Yeah, it's not just it's not just for presentation. It's not okay. just for presentation. It depends on the place, lot, right? Huh. But most most cases, I believe it's it does add flavor to it. To be honest. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I I don't think of I don't think I've ever had banana leaf in like I've never cooked with it before I've never eaten a dish that had banana leaf but then again I'm I'm assuming it's probably not that common here um but yeah and like you were saying in Malaysia it's it's probably in in several dishes that they use it it's in quite a lot of um dishes to be honest you know there are a few dishes that did they didn't show here, which I might just mention for you later, because those are also pretty unique. Okay. But uh, you know, any more, any more? There's only like two more. Roasted chicken rice is fucking amazing. I don't know if you tried like Malaysian style roasted chicken rice. I mean, that's just that's just roasted chicken on rice. But I'm assuming the the seasonings that that you guys use are yeah better. Probably. Uh, better or not depends on what your taste, right? So roasted chicken rice. Chicken rice is one of the most common Chinese dishes here in Malaysia. 
every fucking place, more than likely or not, has chicken rice. Now, there are usually three different types of chicken rice. Either it's fried chicken, roasted chicken, or uh, just steamed chicken. All of them are fucking amazing. Okay. Mainly, it comes from the sauce that they drizzle on top of the chicken, which is a, a mix of soy sauce, different oils and like flavors. And then the rice, you have okay. to get the oil rice because they cook it in chicken broth and different seasonings. Like maybe it's got some lemongrass in there, got some uh, pandan, uh, some ginger. The, the rice with the sauce and the chicken and maybe you like drizzle the, the the rice a bit with the soup that they give you. Ooh, it's so good. And if you just want some extra spice, they usually have like a nice little dish of like chili sauce. Different, different than you're thinking. A chili sauce that's a little mm-hmm. more watery. It's pretty good. I think it's like has minced chilies, a little bit of ginger, some water, obviously some more seasonings. And I don't know the ingredients, but the mix is fucking amazing. And uh, okay. in a lot yeah. of chicken rice places... Ooh, ah, well, to be fair, you can slowly experience it if you ever come to Malaysia. I think I don't think overloading you with all of this right now is necessary because there's over 50 fucking foods that we can go through. But we're not going to do that. It's fair. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm probably just going to try everything that I encounter anyways. Like... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take mental notes about which ones I should look out for, but I'll probably just end up just trying every single food, you know? Yeah. Just to, just to try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Oh, fuck. I gotta, yeah, I gotta have to eat lunch after this. <laughs> Man, I want to eat, but it's like, it's like two in the morning for me and I shouldn't eat at this hour. True. I had to go to sleep oh. so you can get food tomorrow. Uh, you're right but then i'm gonna be like what kind of boring ass american food can i go eat and i'm just gonna be constantly thinking about like these malaysian dishes we were checking out i'll be like damn i want some of that (laughs) quote unquote brainwashing an american to to like malaysian food (laughs) totally the subtitle i mean pretty much yes yes yeah (laughs) i'm i'm gonna be sad though because like i'm i'm pretty sure there's there's no really like Malaysian places near where I am yeah I probably have to look I do I do agree I think Malaysian food deserves to be spread out more into the world still not very common to be honest because I I think there's just too many specialists there's too many specialty foods in Malaysia to properly be like you can experience the entirety of Malaysia outside of the region because like also because Malaysia is such a hodgepodge of different cultures that you can technically technically find similar foods in every region but they're just slightly different they're just not the same you know so authentically you have to come here eventually or maybe Singapore you know I know I will, I will have to um yeah actually there is there is one malaysian restaurant kind of near me um let's see on their menu they got they got nasi lemak guaranteed they got nasi kuning nasi kuning is interesting um 
Charcoal. Yes, Charcoal is nice. Uh, Penang Harmi. Yeah, Harmi is the Hokkien Mee I just told you in this, the regional variant one, yeah. Oh, they got Mee Goreng. Mee Goreng is an okay. easy classic, yeah. Oh, and they got Asam las- Laksa. Oh, Asam Laksa okay. is fucking good, yes. <laughs> I feel like everything you're gonna say, I'll be like, it's so good. And then you're like, which one am I fucking picking? I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna. I'm probably just gonna go to this restaurant and get like five different things and then just bring them all back. Yeah, most of the uh, most of these other dishes that they have here are pretty pretty simple stuff. Just like cumin lamb, ginger chicken. Oh, they got Hainanese chicken. Hainanese chicken is good. Yeah. I think I think those are add-ons yeah, too. If you're gonna try nasi lemak. You have to, I think the, like ayam kuni is definitely an addition you should add as one of the choices. Right. Because those are, what you're listing right now are, are pretty much side dishes to whatever you're, you're eating. Oh, they do have, they do have chendol. Ah, uh, you, you gotta try it, you gotta try they, it. They do have that. Ooh. Okay. You know what? I think I might have to stop by this place tomorrow. What time do they open? <laughs> 12 p.m. Bruh, I don't know if I can wait that long. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? It's just normal mm. lunchtime hours. Unacceptable. I want Malaysian food for breakfast. Too bad, too bad. <laughs> you can you can, you know one thing you can do is go there, you take away a nasi lemak and then cook it in the morning. That's the, the that's the best thing I tell you. That's pretty authentic to the Malaysian experience because we just we do that a lot. To be that, honest, you know what? That's actually not that bad of an idea. I might do that. Specifically, get nasi lemak with some kind of curry meat. All right, specifically that. Okay. That one's best when you okay. cook it the next day because the flavors soak even deeper. Yeah. Get that uh, flavor infusion. Get that umami, you know. <laughs> the umami. Yeah, bro. You want that umami? <laughs> but yeah. If- why you gotta Why you gotta say a word like that? Because it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so I think I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I think I had quite a bit of fun. You go and experience that Malaysian food and tell me what it's like, all right, Boner? And I, if I no, ever, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate that you, uh, you kind of gave me a little bit more insight into some of these dishes. You know, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure to keep these in mind. I'll probably, you know, try some, some local Malaysian place here. But absolutely, if I do ever go to Malaysia. I will have to like try it from from like the street vendors because that's that's where the good shit's at. That's I. It's funny when you say it like that, and it makes me think like street vendors are the the gateway place to try everything. But a lot of restaurants probably have even better options. It's, yeah, just street vendors oh. are pretty good. Not gonna lie, but I think we can take pride in our restaurants as well. So you know. 
It's funny how you say this. Malaysia has so much pride with their food. I don't even cook as a business, but I'm like, hmm, Malaysian food is so good. You have to try it, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, the the quality of of the street vendors can't be that much worse than like a restaurant, right? Restaurants can get better. They there's they source the ingredients much better. I think I think that's right. Little- but is it like is it night and day difference or is it just kind of like it's it's a little bit better you can tell the ingredients might be a little bit fresher mm, all right uh okay let's let's take it like this street vendors are practically speaking what restaurants have but they bring it to bring it all it into get to the same place if you go to like okay. a little more upper level restaurant like you go to Kuala Lumpur specifically you go to those like instagramable type of places they will level up more than that because the presentation will be higher, the food ingredients will be much higher, the skill of the chefs are much higher. But street vendors is the simple gateway of what Malaysian food is. Simple. They right. probably won't have the complex stuff. Like you're not gonna find Hainanese chicken rice commonly in street stalls. But restaurants, right. every every restaurant do not. Roti Chanai, maybe maybe a street vendor might have, but that's not as common as I give it credit for. Um, usually the things that you'll find are like those like apam balik, chendol, some uh, some ayam goreng or stuff like that. Stuff like that are more common in street vendors. So I think it's the options that is more common. The bigger difference. Yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're, you're okay, easy to spot what restaurants are good if you're walking around in Malaysia. You'd be like, lunchtime? If there's a lot of people there lining up to take out, you know that shit's good. Guaranteed. Okay, right, guaranteed. Because right. like, let's say... That's, that's, that's why there's a lot of people because it's good. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one place near my old workplace, one of my old workplaces, this chicken rice place, I go there, it's so hard to find a seat. But there's also a line to take out the chicken rice at the same time. Like okay, this this place is really fucking good. But sometimes you also shouldn't shouldn't like some places are quiet, but they also have some pretty decent food. I think the overall level of standard for food is pretty 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 high. So anywhere should be fine for you. Okay. Just that you know where is where is gonna pop off <laughs> if you just you know take a look. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank you for uh, for enlightening me about these uh, different Malaysian foods. I always I always like talking about food just because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge foodie myself. I just love, you know, just flavors. You know, like uh, you've seen uh, Shokugeki, mm-hmm. right? I love that anime, bro. Just because there's so much food there and they just make it look so good. Um like that's that's one of my favorite shows just because of the food not, not even the the story or whatever happens or the competition i was just there for the food man <laughs> yeah true like when i was younger i would read yeah. this cooking manga called mr ajiko which means like mr uh flavor child something like that right i was like ooh, okay. and that, that's a manga that was illustrated i think in the 80s or the 90s maximum it's, it like it makes me like ooh, that's how you cook. Oh my god, that's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, yeah. Cooking manga is fucking underrated, man. I'm okay. telling you. 
<laughs> that one specifically? No, that one's my gateway to cooking manga. But Shokugeki is the popular one, you know? The popular right, one. Right, right. Like recently, I found a, a, I found a, a manga called How to Grill Our Love. Where every single chapter, they, they cook a, a, a fresh dish. Every single chapter that is also okay. related to the A plot of like these two freshly like wedded, like newly wedded couple. And how they like become closer thanks to the, the moments in life and the food that they have. It's, a, you know, they're, mm. it's very fresh for me. Like, I, I enjoy this type of story. Okay, okay. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for today's episode of Too Much Free Time FM. If y'all enjoy the content, make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a rating on the podcast platform, which we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And my name is Snivy, and our guest... Boner, hi. Boner, yeah. <laughs> all right, I guess bye. All right, thanks all <laughs> for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.